With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. This week, the Iowa House passed House File 2613 to increase supplemental aid funding by 3%, which is way past the deadline that lawmakers in Iowa are to pass this type of referendum. Iowa House Representative Tom Morris says SSA is the amount of new funding committed by the state to local school districts. He says this increase amounts to approximately $15 million for foundation formula, $24 million to backfill schools for tax snafu, $108 million in a new money for fiscal year 2024 and $7,864 per student, an increase of $229 over fiscal year 2024. Tom Moore said this number must be agreed upon with the Senate and the governor who originally proposed a 2.5% increase. I fought hard to get 3% instead of the aforementioned 2.5%. This session, we have had many conversations about raising teacher pay. Our current proposal on the teacher compensation bill, House Study Bill 714, allocates money to raise the minimum teacher pay to $50,000 over the next two years and increase educational support staff to $15 per hour. Tom Moore said with this increase in SSA funding, school districts will have additional money to raise veteran teacher salaries how they see fit. On Tuesday, Xyra EHK Superintendent of Schools, Trevor Miller, received some excellent news regarding the school's facilities upgrade project to the Xyra and Elkhorn Kimmelton campuses. The project received multiple bids and came in under budget. One of our main parts is to focus our middle school area and turn it into actual you know, classrooms with walls and soundproofing and doors and that because if it was built you know, in the 70s, it has that wide open look and you know, we're with safety and everything going on right now, it's not safe. I've had to... Uh, Sheriff's Department in, and they're like, your option is you run out the nearest door because you can't be in place and there's no door, so you just got to go. So we've been looking at that. Miller says engineer's estimate for the entire project is around $2.5 million, or they can do part of it for $1.5 million. He said it will be up to the board to do it all now or do part. Most A lot of the money in our Pebble and Save that we've been saving for the last mm-hmm. few years, and if we want to do the whole project, we would just... Uh, go borrow against our save for the future, which wouldn't cost taxpayers any amount. So that's kind of what we're focused on, making sure that you know we're respectful of our taxpayers and their money as well. Miller says the project will significantly improve the learning environment. It'll be really beneficial to our students because right now you can hear each classroom and the, the whole open area in our middle school is wide open. It'll help our instructors as well, where teachers aren't trying to talk over each other. I mean, right now it's just not conducive to a great learning environment. Uh, a long time ago we used to have the elementary there, which was even loud then. Uh, but now, you know, with the middle school children there, we want to make sure that they have the best opportunities with, you know, and we'll also put some different, you know, clever touches on that in as well to help our instruction and the kids learn. A meeting is set for February 27th to decide on proceeding with the project. Firefighters responded to 1912 D. Avenue in Montgomery County on Thursday afternoon to a rubbish fire that had gotten out of control and spread quickly. Red Oak Fire Chief John Bruce says the call went out at 3.21 p.m. Arriving fire crews reported a grass fire spread to two dilapidated buildings, and one of which had begun to burn. Chief Bruce says fire crews quickly knocked down the flames and extinguished the outbuilding. He said considerable salvage overhaul operations occurred due to the extensive accumulation of various materials stored in the fire ground area. There were no injuries, and ground operations were terminated at 4.52 p.m. Mutual aid departments were as follows. Emerson Fire Department, Stanton Fire Department, Elliott Fire Department, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, and Montgomery County Communications. 
Well, the above normal temperatures and dry weather for February allows some producers to start field work early. Iowa State Extension agronomist Aaron Soigling says the weather pattern is highly unusual for this time of year. Ultimately, we got to kind of remember Mother Nature's in charge, um, and it's extremely early. So we, we need, do need to look at the calendar. There are some activities that we should, you know, obviously take a look at. Um, you know, we're in a weird, weird way. I mean, anhydrous application, uh, wouldn't have any issues with that or dry fertilizer applications. So I think says spreading dry fertilizer on pastures is something he would not do this early in the year. Um, you know, for a couple of reasons, one, uh, we want to make sure that the grass is able to use it. And although we may see a little green up, uh, it's just simply too early. I mean, we're in February and so I want to really hold off on that application um cover crops you know i think we're going to see some activity there so depending on what your end use of that cover crop is um if you're using it for some type of forage like you want to chop it or you're using it for uh, grain production for maybe some cover crop seed uh would probably be okay to add nitrogen applications for those those specific purposes so i think says that the soil moisture is very low he says the january snow sunk in but the region is still very dry with stream flows extremely low. Last check, soil temperature was around 30 degrees. The Environmental Protection Agency has approved long-delayed petitions from eight Midwest governors allowing summertime sales of E15. The Renewable Fuels Association reported that this decision is a double-edged sword for American consumers. Although it permits retailers in these eight states to sell E15 year-round, the implementation has been delayed until 2025, which creates uncertainty and confusion about the availability of lower-cost, lower-carbon E15 this coming summer. In February 2023, the entire Iowa delegation demanded the EPA remove regulatory barriers for gasoline, ethanol blends, including E15, and implement the long-awaited request of Midwest governors, including Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. ABC News is next.